Good morning! Wait, no, that's, uh, Robin Williams. Uh, hello, I, I mean, uh, cock a doodly doodly dude. No, that's Ned Flanders. Uh, uh, Jimmy Chonga's in the morning. It's Zack and Sam. Here's Sam. Boing. Hello. That is the Put sound that effect away, that I... Sam. <laughs> Sam has a rubber chicken is what I'm saying. But this is your daily dose of the two two thumbs undecided. It's the seventh day of quarantine. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Is is it the seven? Who, who's the one that determines this? Well, okay. I will be um, a little bit selfish here in uh, Pittsburgh. It's the seventh day because we started a quarantine uh, on Monday. Um, mm. Everything went into effect on 1201. So now we are quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. You gotta, Zach really, you gotta mobilize. Really to... you, you gotta not mobilize. You gotta, not, you gotta preoccupy. You gotta not socialize. You gotta get chew with the down system. Yeah, I agree with everything that Zach says. Also, for some reason, every time I'm turning this this camera, your turn like an incorrect so, way. For the Yours is horizontal. Yeah. For the folks at home, just to let you know, uh, we are officially quarantined. We are, I mean, meaning uh, Sam can't leave his house. He's in New York. Um, I am quarantined at this point <laughs> um, here in, uh, in Pittsburgh on a Sunday. Um, yeah, New York. So let's timestamp this since this is, this is, the th here's the thing is this is now also sorry for being a little bit more echoey than I think in the past. I forgive you. Um. You're welcome. I was just talking to you, by the way. I don't care what the audience thinks. I care about um, the audience. That's why I did that opening. Um, this, uh, we're not in the studio probably for a little bit. Um, we're going to be doing pre-records. So that's so why there's going to be audio issues. Yeah, but we you do have our own mics. You should have seen me outside of uh, my uh, like the place I usually get the equipment. I, I was trying so badly to fight my way in, but there were so many infected. The infected mm. are surrounding Oakland. It's like a zombie apocalypse. They wander. So around. the day, yeah. the day I want to I want to timestamp it. The day is March twentieth, uh, twenty twenty. And so people um, aren't confused. We're recording this actually on a Friday, so it's actually the fifth day. Uh, we this is actually the first day. Um, New York is officially quarantined because. Uh, uh, Cuomo just said that all employees have to have a hundred percent of people working from home. Now, are you in a shelter? Sunday. Now, are you in a shelter in place? It's like not a shelter in place as okay. of yet. People will might be listening to this and being like, "Oh, wow, <laughs> these guys! Wait, just you wait, <laughs> wait for it. And I'll be myself included. Yeah, this Sunday. I mean, Pittsburgh. Maybe all of. I mean, here's my impression of uh, of uh, Donald Trump. No, sorry. Sorry, I had something in my throat. Okay. Mm. Uh, all of America is uh, quarantined. Ooh, ah. Wow, is he like always like in pain or like oh, going he must, to the bathroom? He must be. I mean, come on. His diet, his life, he must have some sort of internal bleeding going all the time. In oh, his yeah, head. That's definitely, that's definitely what's going hey. on. Don't make fun um, of me. Remember, oh, so another timestamp. Uh, this is now a few days from now, uh, you listening on Sunday. But uh, did you see that video of him being like, you're a terrible reporter. Stop asking me bad questions. Stop asking questions that may hurt me. 
You guys really? Were... No, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, he went off on this. Um, I think it was I. I forget who it was with, but uh, he went off on some reporter for basically saying, "What do you have to say to the scared people at home?" Yeah, and then Donald wait, Trump... that's what they were saying. Yeah, what the do you guy. Have to say to... The, I mean, he was asking like a lead up to that, but he was basically saying for all those who are whoop. Sorry, I don't have a stand for this. Um, for all those people at um, at home, like, what do you have to say to reassure them? And then Donald Trump, knowing that he's a horrible bedside guy and can't, you know, if someone was dying next to him or someone was in pain, he would be like, go get a job. He's like, I can't. He, he went off on this reporter because of his insecurities. He's a horrible, mm-hmm. he's a horrible president. I'm just, mm. t- t- time like that, okay? Um, yeah. Time mark that, old Zach. I mean, that's not really, yeah. No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, like be forever. I, you know, I'm going to be in my 70s, uh, hopefully, and I'll be, like, this old, cranky Republican who wants to take everything from the youth. And then my grandchild would be like, Pap, Pap, look at this recording you did a long time ago. What was it? Let me listen to this. I was on drugs and alcohol, and, <laughs> and I, I was, I, yeah, and then I'll be like, oh. That that will be my this Sam. I just want to say this now. This podcast will be my rosebud. I'll go two thumbs, <laughs> and then my heart will explode. And you won't finish the undecided. You'll just be like, Dude. just two thumbs. Un, un, ah! Uh, and then everybody's trying to figure out what my last like word will be, and they're like onion, uh, yep. un, un, underwear. Two, Anyways, two uh, thumbs underwear. so. As Zach starts to clo- slowly lose his mind, um, yeah. we are two thumbs undecided. Uh, we um, this something I think that's interesting though is what you were talking about today, or what you were just talking about, um, how um, our kids will be looking back. People will be looking back to this episode, and they may be like, "This is like what." You know, do you ever look back on, like, old radio shows from the Great Depression? Not comparing it directly, but the Great Depression or these big historic things that are going on and being well, like, man. Well, I, I do, actually. I mean, movies, in a way, uh, the reason why I love watching movies is seeing how people reacted to their situation and how they, they portrayed it on film. I mean, Apocalypse Now was Francis Ford Coppola and his reaction to Vietnam. And then you have other movies that, uh, I think, I think Night of the Living Dead was like a re- oh no, that was in Vietnam. Or maybe it was. I think I've heard an argument for Night of the Living Dead being also an algorithm for Vietnam. You know, these horrible events, um, people take that and put that in their movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, life is going to be, be so much different after this whole event. Even if it gets solved in August, people are going to be like, maybe we should work at home or like... Uh, did you sanitize your hand? You know, I lived through that crisis where anybody touching you um, could uh, could be be infected. Yeah, I think I think a lot of films are going to be coming out um, when films start back up again. There's going to be a lot of films about like disease. Well, I got to be a lot of disease films. I don't want to toot my, um, I, I, like, I love tooting my own horn because like, why get a horn if you're not going to toot it yourself? Um, it's good. This movie that I've been making for three years, the for coming of age, the whole entire thing is about a woman who discovers a, 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 a cure all thing. And is trying to get it out to people. 
But the only reason why nobody will take her serious is because the way she discovered this cure is through furries. See, here's the thing is you um you making this film when it comes out, people will be like, Wow, he's just I know riding I know. on what's topical now. I you know what? I am I this is why there have you ever seen the show Glow? I, you have told me to watch it many a times. I, I really have not. I love Glow, and it's what got me into Mark Maron. But he, there's, I'll ruin a scene for you. And this, I feel like a lot of people have felt this through the years. But he's backstage talking about how, like, his entire for the last ten years or five years, he's been writing this great movie. And uh, this director, the the Glow, the guy who Mark Maron plays, he's kind of a sleazy, like, like horror director. So his movie, he's like, it's a really great concept. It's about this this guy who gets a like a time machine and he goes back in time and he realizes his mom is like really sexy, so he has sex with his mom, but he doesn't know it's his mom, and then he finds out. And then one of the guys he's talking to about this, he's like, Oh, you mean back to the future? He's like, What? <laughs> yeah, there's a movie exactly like that. Back to the future. And he's like devastated that something he's worked on forever was already made well i mean to be fair that is if that's the whole story i feel like that that's not exactly what happens in back yeah, to the I'm future just saying, he doesn't try to have sex with his mom well I'll tell you the truth maybe this is the best time to get this out here because uh you know something else they're pointing out is you know like you know we salute military people for their service mm-hmm. people who deserve another salute are all the people who are doing double shifts three shifts the doctors Mm -hmm. this fauci guy is probably gonna get another um medal of uh american medal of freedom yeah i'm just i'm just saying uh... these guys don't i mean except for those people who are stealing stocks or whatever or like sold all those stocks uh, all right let's not get too political but yeah here's the other thing about this show is we're not a political show we're not a political show, show this is a show to show you what you know, a frame of reference. And we're heated. But we've already spent the last... What is this? I mean, I mean, we did our... Ten film. minutes. That was film news, okay? That no, there's there's very... There's a very... Well, not very important, but there is one film news that I want to talk about. Right. And, I mean, this is kind of a given, but this is something that I was kind of working towards, but was kind of realized that I did... But there was no point. But Cannes is now officially postponed. Um, oh, yeah and any anything uh, that's in the near future is probably like anything i feel like anything in april is probably canceled may you may have a chance yeah i think may they're probably being a little bit more you know we'll see what happens kind of deal yeah but also cans cans was not was not supposed to happen until may uh but i think they were just still making the next logical step i will uh, say but... i don't think this is going to be cure, cured in may no but there's I mean... a so i'm reading wait well, hold on i'm reading this article um and uh it's kind of like 50 50 it seems like some people are being like i'm not optimistic that it'll be postponed i'm not optimistic about it being pushed towards the june july slot they think it's going to be past that um and then other people are saying that it might take it could be june july so it's gonna happen sometime around june july i'd say you know just even it out maybe july it might happen in the july time but um it has been postponed as with basically everything 
yeah, it's a good time to uh, start writing, you know, your your movies and such. It's also a good time to start cooking because um, I read a tweet that I've been thinking about a lot, um, which Spill is it. there's after after this is all said and done, people are either going to come out being alcoholics or great cooks. And and they said there's no there's no in between. You can either be one or the other. Oh no! And I I feel I, like I'm I more prove that, the alcohol. I want to prove that person wrong because I cooked a really good meal today. Oh, you did. I cooked. I I very proud of myself. What was uh, it? It was. Um. I got. Sometimes I go to the store and I'm just like looking for meat to buy. And sometimes I'm like, I'm going to be a little bit adventurous. So the last time I went to the store, which is hopefully the last time I go to the store for like the next two weeks, I got some uh, herrings. Um, I got these two herrings and I saw how to cook it. Um, you boil it in water for about 10 to 15 minutes. Um, so I boiled it in water and I put it in like rice with a bunch of, I like sauteed some uh, potatoes, um, tomatoes, uh garlic and something else and i just threw it all together and it was very cajun style and i was just eating it and it was oh it was so good it's what i was doing but right before this actually I'm, see i gotta tell you i think i'm my my i'm going to be the reason why i get the coronavirus is i can't i'm you know what i'm addicted to what? um licking people yeah i shaking can't hands well i'm like you sir you sir are a damn legend and i'll shake their mm. hand no, um, no, I, I, I keep uh, want, need, wanting to go out, like, get some... Well, today was a little bit different because I thought, you know, oh, I survived one week, even though it's not a week. So I got some ribs. Got some ribs. Wait, you ordered, you went someplace, or did you just order it in? I sat down and sneezed. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I... Uh... You went to a restaurant? No, no, no. I, it was a restaurant, but because everything's still takeout, um, I asked... Um, I got ribs from this place. See, what's what's interesting between Zach and I were talking about this last night, and I think Pittsburgh is a lot more, it seems from Zach's perspective, Pittsburgh seems to be a lot more, uh, everyone's freaking out a lot more in Pittsburgh than it seems like here in New York. Well, maybe... Which is weird because New York has the most cases outside of uh, I know. Washington. And you know what? Honestly, I think it's because uh, I'm just, sur- I mean, you know, you're closed in. And for this, for the most part, this is why I kind of hope. See, they keep ramping things up. They keep shutting things down. If they just completely shut things down, then there's really nothing more to be scared about. I mean, like except for the, for the actual um, virus itself. But if everything's close, like truly, like if we are in a shutdown period, then it's one less thing to worry about. True. Because like at this point. I can still be like, oh, when is this next shoe going to drop? Because every day for this last week, it was like, it was, it was like, this is shut down. This is shut down. It's, not it is really, it's really interesting how everything, it, it literally in the last three weeks, things have just gotten more and more well, insane. And I come, I instantly, I, I went to visit Zach recently. Uh, I visited Zach for birthday. his birthday and, and I, and it was perfect timing because it had timing. just, it had just come. I would say I think like it had a, just gotten to America. Yeah. I think it had just gotten to well, America we when seeing, I came. Uh, we were seeing a a comedian named. He was on the Daily Show. I already forget his name. 
want to say Ed Wood Jr. Something Wood Jr. I, I want to say Ed Wood Jr., but that's the director. <laughs> but anyway, that's yeah, the oh, uh, Roy Roy Wood Jr. Yeah, but he Roy was Wood talking Jr. about the virus, and I'm like, ha, this is you know, this is still funny to be you know. A week from now, it it's like, oh man, my my dog died from that. Um, well, dogs can't get it. Oh, there's the new uh, there's a new movie idea. All dogs can't get coronavirus. That's a good movie idea. Yeah, it's just about a bunch of dogs like, <laughs> and then they and then they dying. and then they save some little girl who's also immune. Oh, they give who's her also homeless. They, yeah, they give uh, her her blood, like the Can dog's I... blood. Ew. Yeah. Can I say I have to? I'm gonna I'm gonna come out in the clear. Okay. I'm gonna come out in the clear. All right, do it. When I was a kid. When I was a kid, mind you, you, her age. For for those of you who don't know, we're referencing "All Dogs Go to Heaven," which is a great cartoon that came out. Don Bluth, his greatest film, in my opinion. I think honestly, it was '80s. Oh, maybe '80s, but great cartoon, and we we watched it a lot as a kid. Loved it. The the little girl in that movie, and I watched it when I was about her age. (laughs) Uh oh. I. I had a huge crush on that cartoon. I think she girl. had kind of this weird. Okay, that is really weird to say, but I I get as a kid why you'd say say that because honestly I think she was kind of like modeled in, after a little bit kind of like the the Betty Boop like like she was modeled Charlie. too too much of a, a charm yeah. for a kid like she was she was very well, charming for a kid don don bluth's women kind of do that but like it it makes more sense for adult women in his animations but then it's a kid and it's like oh hi charlie charlie and like everything yeah that's but that's i mean freud would his head would explode from hearing you say that i'm i don't think that's really freudian well, it's somebody. I mean, in fact, I think I think he would he would be unamused. He would be like, "Oh, it's not your mom." He would be he would be confused. He would be like, "Why are you liking someone your age? You should like someone who literally gave birth to you." Yeah. Do you think uh, all conversations led back to sex with Freud? They're just some people, uh, like like, "Hey, Freud, you want some uh, ice cream?" He's like, "Would your mom be?" Oh man. Freud doing your mama jokes. But there was like, a really... He does it for... He, but he's not doing it as a joke. He's doing it like for a scientific reason. Like, your mama wants to have sex with you because she came... You came from her vagina. All right, this is getting weird. Anyways, there's a really good... um, There's a really good book um, called 1917. And I started. I, I didn't finish oh, it because the movie. Uh, no, not the movie. This is not the movie. This is something else. Yeah, oh, sorry, watched... nineteen seventeen. Sorry, this is nineteen thirteen. The book is called nineteen thirteen. Oh, that's better. And it's all of the um, uh, all of like major character. I would say like major people in the world, and mostly in Europe and in America at that time. What they were doing right before World War One happened, right before World War One changed everything. So it talks, but it like goes into detail, like based on their letters that they wrote back and forth. But it tried to make it seem like it was like tried to make it as a narrative, like there were characters in this book, not just like saying like he so and so wrote this at this time. So they had a whole thing about um, 
Freud, like what Freud was doing right before World War One started. Jerking off. Um, that's most of the chapter was just him jerking off. No, what was he? Doing? Um, there was also Kafka. They had Kafka. What he was doing at that time. Um, well, give us a little taste. What were they doing? There was another. Well, uh, the funniest thing was really Kafka, because Kafka was like this fucked up dude who. Wanted to he be was just so sad, like all the time, and he actually wrote a letter. Like he was f- like flirting with, the, or he was like courting this girl, which he'd been like courting for a while, and he like he sent a letter to the dad of this girl, like asking her hand in marriage. But he was so like depressed mm-hmm. that he basically told her the dad in the letter saying, "You shouldn't make your daughter marry me." Like you shouldn't. I'm not. I'm not worthy of your daughter. I'm not a good person. And then he would just like <laughs> he was bashing. Like this is a letter he really wrote to the dad, and he was just like this really self-loathing dude. I stand. And um, I'm yeah, a bu- like he's a bug first, man. He, he begins by saying like, "Hey, you should you know make you know I should get married to your daughter," and then ends with like, "I you I don't make like basically reverses what he was saying." But it was a really it's a really cool read. Um. I highly recommend it. Um, yeah. All right. I will. Now, um, not a smooth transition. We actually do have a topic instead of a... Well, here's the transition. Uh, the, the, I feel like a lot of books... I, I've been getting into a lot more books now. Um, now that I've been kind of stuck where I am. Uh, but if you don't... If you aren't into reading, which most of my friends I don't think are into reading... Um, well, first off, I think you should, uh, there's this guy named, um, Murakami. Murakami is this writer who, uh, he wrote this movie, uh, called Burning. Uh, he, he wrote the book that the movie Burning is based on. And I've been reading a lot of Murakami to get through the, like, to, as, like, kind of, like, waiting and, like, since I haven't had much time to do. But there's also a lot of movies that you can watch during this time. And a lot of celebrities are coming out with um, their best uh, of, like, movies to watch during a quarantine or whatever. Uh, and that's kind of the topic for today, is us going through our pick of what we would suggest uh, you guys to watch. I think that was a good transition. Um, yeah, I thought that was a good, uh, very good transition. I... I would say, yeah. Um, well, the, well, you go off. Nice of you. Yeah, thanks. Well, I. Uh, I mean, I have my so list. I oh, I wrote a few, but should we wait? Should we maybe do some now and some later? Yeah, let's do some now and then some next time because I was thinking ten each. We All both right. do ten. Well, can um, I can I start off because I thought of you a can perfect start off. movie. So this is just a, this is a very obvious one. This is a very also. Like, how do you have your criteria? Like, what what it, what made you? Is there a specific or is it just movies that you like? Honestly, these are movies that I would watch. All right. Well, uh, I, I some of these I will say these are also movies that I think a lot of people um, would enjoy watching on a um, on a day off. They're very easy and one. I, I do have one that's a bit tougher, but um, I mean I'll. I'll I have seen these movies just willy-nilly, just kind of like on a Sunday afternoon, and I love it. But well, um, can you can you pull up um before we get into this because I want to have some frame of reference. What part of the thing that uh I, made us go into this was you said Jonah Hill had a quarantine list. Oh yeah, it, 
he had a 21 uh, movie quarantine list, and his uh, his first two were uh, both uh, Hal Ashby movies. Uh, I think first ah. one was Being There. Oh, we actually share some of the same. Oh, actually, we share. I didn't even look at this, but it's, there's it, some of them. It's all of them. Okay, sorry, sorry. So I have to really quickly. He he recommended this movie to me through the A24 podcast called The Birdcage. Oh, no, that movie is the greatest. That's Robin that, Williams. You you saw it? I've seen that, and I've seen the uh, the French oh, my deal. the French original. I'm sorry, that movie is not a good movie. I, what? What are you talking about? That it movie is, is hilarious. Movie. It is a bad movie. Why it is takes it a bad a very, movie? It takes a very old concept of what's going on at dinner time. Yeah, but with Robin like, Williams and... Um, Oh my goodness. Uh, Robin Williams and uh, Nathan Lang. Yeah, Nathan they're good Lane actors. Nathan Lang is amazing. But it's just that. dated. It's just very dated. I, d- I, I think it's very agree. dated. It's like seeing, uh, uh, being like, oh, Mona Lisa, that's dated. That's not the same. It's, it's, uh, I'm just saying, like. There are other movies. This came out in 96. There are other movies that came out in 96. Heck, Paris is Burning came out in uh, 1989. And that is just as much of a great LGBTQ movie than anything. Yeah, but, like, uh, the thing about The Birdcage is it's one half, like, uh, you know, an LGBT movie. Well, not one half. It is an LGBT movie. But it's also a very also, funny movie. The Par- sun, is, is like, the Paris whole concept Bernie, of it. Is Paris is Bernie. Is that funny? Some of it. I mean, honestly, I, some of it is. Yeah, but, but then the whole concept of it is, is this sun who has lived with his dad his whole entire life until he went to college, decides to tell his his dad, who's played by Robin Williams, to just not be gay in front of his future, like, just stop act, like, change his whole life and pretend to be something different. That and, would like, be I'm horrible. just kind of, I'm just kind of like, we need to analyze this kid. Like, this kid is so, like, something happened in college that changed him. If you're constantly around drag queens your whole life and then you go to college and now you have the gumption and there's a there's a there's a line where robin williams said like i've lived i've I've spent like 30 years or 40 years of my life like trying to decide who i am and i I now know who i am and he says no and i'm just like good okay cool so this isn't the story and then he's like actually now i'm gonna change everything no here's and so i just like i don't hate i hate that kid i hate that robin williams folded so the whole entire time a lot of the humor is lost on me because i'm just like this is a horrible situation well i think you're taking this movie way too seriously i think that's i think think, it's a very i mean i I think it's something that happens i think it's and i think it's sad that it happens so i'm thinking about it realistically because it's it's something that i wish i don't know it's i think i don't know I just it's definitely it the joke of like, like a, a, a guess who's coming to dinner type deal. Okay, guess who's coming to dinner? There's there's rumors. The show that I was in, it was like verbatim like any of those types of movies that or uh, plays that came but out. It doesn't in like the have 50s Robin and 60s. Williams and Nathan Lane, okay? Fine. Which is a beautiful matchup and a curmudgeonly old Gene Hackman. Forget the kid. He also has. I'm sorry, but some of his movies are just not. He also has Barry Lyndon, which I think is a very oh yeah his his movie suggestions are kind of 
very strange. He, you should one, not watch Barry Lyndon. I'm I'm just gonna tear this apart. You should not watch Barry Lyndon. Yeah, Barry if you're Lyndon. Quarantined. You're, you're gonna be. You're just gonna be so bored. You're gonna and be you're like, just gonna whoa, shoot yourself. Stanley Kubrick may. I mean, this is making me sad. I wish I could go to a museum. I would get more joy. Uh, though I do agree with some of these. Um, what is it? Alice doesn't live here anymore. One of yeah, the I heard that was fantastic. Martin Scorsese movie stars yeah, a I need to very see that. very young uh, Jodie Foster, like still probably in her Disney times. Um, wow. Pop star, and then, I, I pop was not, star, yeah. But you gotta agree, one that's on my list, baby, is uh, Amadeus. That's also on my list. Oh shit! Okay, uh, so I'm gonna. So let's just get into it, I yeah. guess. Jonah Hill's is I would watch like I am interested in one of his like Carnal Knowledge. I heard was piques my interest and i i've never finished menace to or i haven't seen a menace to society but uh anyway so my number one choice like my right off the bat choice for something is well we already said amadeus so we should talk well yeah so amadeus is a beautiful film uh it's just i mean i'm trying my criteria for my movies that i would want to watch during this quarantine that i had like rewatch it are movies that kind of take advantage of my emotions right now, which is anxiety, isolation. So either I can feed into that or I can do the flip. And I think uh, Amadeus, in a way, uh, I mean, a person's hatred or like loathing or like depression really does stem from their feel of uh, being different, you know, being not surrounded by people who are like them. So in a sense, isolation. So I think... I'm just tired of... Go ahead. I think Amadeus is a great film to watch because it's beautiful, it's it's poetic, um, and also you really do feel, uh, at least I feel a little bad for um, Salieri. Um, not, I mean, I don't feel bad for him, but you've you have emotions towards the beginning of him being like, you know, I practice all my life and now this kid comes up. How dare he? I mean, I just feel bad for, oh, we're already in 30 minutes in. I just feel bad for, um, or I don't feel bad. I'm just getting annoyed at people. Like whenever I say like Amadeus is one of my favorite films and people, and people are always just like, I've never, I've never seen that film. And it's just such a great film. Like it's a perfect. I, in my opinion, it is the best written film ever. Oh. It is so well written. Like the the whole concept of Salieri being both this protagonist kind of dude in that like the story he kind of pushes the story along, and but also he's he is deeply he is also like he's the villain, but he also realizes that Amadeus is god like he thinks of amadeus as god which is the most and he is getting his revenge on god by killing amadeus and like the scene at the end i don't want to ruin it but the scene at the end where like he they're telling amadeus is like telling him how he he composes music like that is like one of the pinnacles also he's this like sweet old man sometimes when like sometimes he has that little like sweet old man smile and then he'll go like when he's an old man, he'll go from like that to like crazy old man, where he's like, mm-hmm. in that moment, I could tell that that beautiful music, like it, it like it, it snaps you on your like neck. How quickly the uh, emotions, where he's like, I love this music. This is 
this is God. And then all of a sudden, yeah. he'll snap out of it and realize this is coming from somebody who doesn't deserve God. So thus God is the devil. It's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like his torment is all, first off, it's all in his mind. Like all of it's in his own mind. And it's also, what was I going to say? Yeah, and he's always, like, anytime some like, there's this one scene where he's, like, being very, like, facetious. Like, I feel like he's always very facetious and fake around everyone. And then, like, someone says something about how, like, he they don't think Mozart is that, or someone who doesn't know what they're talking about, like, says they don't think Mozart is that good of a composer. And he instantly breaks, like, breaks his wall and is just like, Mozart is the greatest composer ever. Like, he, like, he is, like, so... He he realizes that Mozart is the best, and he is cursed because he knows that no one can ever be better than him, and that's what kills him. It's just such an interesting, complex, character-driven story that started out as like a play that really, I read this book about it, the play did not seem as interesting as what the movie became. Like, I think Milos Forman really pushed the playwright, and I forget who the playwright is, but really pushed the playwright to... to make it not as dramatic and make it a little bit more introspective and a little bit more interesting in that way. And I, I, I think the movie is, is, well, is uh, also so beautiful. Well, it's so also, beautiful. I, in my opinion, I think it's better, better casted than it is. I mean, written, it's wonderful, oh. but the casting, here's the thing, Tom Hules, the guy who plays yeah. Amadeus, I don't think he's that great of an, uh, like, I don't think he's that great of an actor, but just like Mark Wahlberg in Boogie Nights, he's the, perfect actor he's this kind of like like it almost every word does seem a little fake but it doesn't matter mm -hmm. that he seems fakey and you know uh the uh, charm like fakishly charmy like a little bit of a douchebag because he's writing this beautiful music that's the that's the reason and then you have and then you have f uh f murray abraham who does a fan like he his we're we're on his every word like if he doesn't sync it as the actor, like his acting, then the movie falls apart. But he mm -hmm. killed it, and he actually he won the Oscar. Well, uh, unfortunately, and I think he did deserve it, but Tom Hills did not. Yeah, Tom Hills was great, and I also like just the character because I, I like anytime uh, someone takes a modern or like a, a very old story that you just see old paintings of or read old books about or hear about it and you know wherever, and then they just they they completely revitalize it like hamilton or john adams like how these i know those are two both of like the revolutionary time period but those both did a really good job of just very modernizing and like making it seem very relevant right. and it's just really made it i don't know we should probably move yeah. on right yeah so that's um i'm gonna say that was my uh recommendation uh, just because yeah so i'm gonna go on to mine so yeah my my recommendations are really based off of um I, I thought about movies that deal with isolation people who are isolated um but it's not like a pessimistic movie it's not like a movie in which these people go crazy in isolation it's movies that are people who isolate them who are in confined situations but they you know the, the, it's an interesting beautiful take on people who are isolated and this is this is literally the first movie that popped in my head because this is also one of my favorite movies of all time and 
some of this list is also just like if you haven't seen this movie and like i feel like a lot of people haven't seen these movies if you haven't seen these movies watch this movie just get it out of the way just so we could just be on the same wavelength of what a great movie is um dr strange love if you haven't seen dr strange love Boom, that, that every movie single is on my list too every single character or like all of the scenes in that movie they're all in isolated situations and that's also, what makes it so great they're also because I mean, they're all like closed idiots. off from they're all idiots it's so funny because it, it's a it's a great comedy because um, it's it's also has to do with you know politics kind of falling well, apart and politics like, i mean i mean unlike some people i like i talked to in that movie it really is the end of times and how are they dealing yeah. with the end of times in these closed rooms you know you are correct in that in that sense that the the settings are very simple one you have people in a plane two you have one in the war room and then the third one is well it takes place in a naval base but it's it's basically um, it's like in his in his an room, office in, like, in the office. It's in an office and then like a telephone booth in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. So Wait, aren't there? I feel like there's another one. Another what? I mean, there's another you, location. You can you can technically say there's the um, B footage shots. Of yeah. The no, never mind. Yeah, you're right. It's really just those three places. Yeah. So I find that very impressive. Doctor yes. Strange Love is one of my favorites as well. Kubrick's, you know. It's what made Kubrick Kubrick really. Like it's, it's it was it's the thing that made Kubrick famous. And I heard a funny story. Like it begins this is the beginning, so it's not ruining it. It begins with uh, like the title credits is this plane being refueled with like how planes refuel. They're like flying in air, and it's it's very phallic. Like they have like this giant tube that goes into the other uh, the other um, plane. And, like, when it first came out, like, no one was getting that it was, like, a, supposed to be imitating sex. That's great. Until, like, and then finally some reporter came up to, like, Kubrick and was just like, yeah, I wondered about this, like, weird imitation sex scene. And Kubrick was like, finally, someone got that this was about sex. Oh. And, um. Can I just, can I just tell you something real quick? So I just what? looked up uh, Jonah Hill's top 20 thing. And now mm. I'm just scrolling a little bit on Facebook, just seeing what's, like, if anything sparks, because that's where my list is. And all of a sudden, uh, an ad from IndieWire says, suggested for you, Jonah Hill's dropped his incredible list. I'm like, oh, shoot. Now, now for the next week, I'm going to get nothing but Jonah Hill stuff. Darn cookies. It's also stupid. I, I just, I hate all of this hype around celebrities. This is one of the things oh, that annoys me the most they... about this, one of the coronavirus things, is how people are like, here are the celebrities who are infected with coronavirus. And it's like, I well, don't give a fuck. They're, like, they're I'm the, like, they're fine. Like, they're going to be fine. Yeah, they can, they can transfer their bodies into, like, their clones that cost millions of but dollars. But it's like this, all this hype around, like, these celebrities. And you saw that video that went around, yeah, right? Yeah, the, of, the like, famous one that got immediate back. I just saw a meme. Gal Gadot. Uh, Gal of, Gadot uh, did it. Everybody, well, I saw the, the collection video of all the celebrities singing Imagine. Yeah, a... but it started with Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot was the one that like started, like was the one that created it. Well, I'm seeing a meme. There's a meme out there where it's uh it's a meme from Parasite, uh where the guy is driving uh the woman, and the guy like the 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 husband, it uh, he's labeled all of us, and then in the back is the the rich wife and it's celebrity singing Imagine, and I'm like, yep, <laughs> that's that's it, that's. That's how it feels. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
So let me tell you my, one of my suggestions. Um, so, I mean, mine are very, very, uh, what's it called? Um, cut and dry. Like, they're very, like, one of, I mean, not, like, one of them, okay, so one that I love to watch, and I used to love watching on a nice rainy day or during a lunch, is The Right Stuff. The, um, I forget who directed it, but, um, the movie The Right Stuff, it's a three hour, it's like almost a three hour long movie, um, about the exploration to space the beginning of space and the reason why i think it, it's one it's a great cast two it's really great um writing and it, it really takes you through like like it feels like several stories uh going like one you're you're like you see a bunch of these characters and then they leave and then you're stuck on these characters the reason why i suggest this movie is because um america is an interesting experiment and some people i mean it is failing in a lot of degrees and patriotism sometimes sounds like a bad word to some of the youth but there was a time i mean am i right or am i wrong you're not you're not wrong so what i'm saying is is i feel like there was a time where it wasn't dumb to be or not dumb but it wasn't you wouldn't get a whole lecture from your millennial friends if you said i love america or like you know like it was cool it was like everybody was proud to be an american because we stood for value like we stood for you know the red white and blue um and this is not a cookie cutter movie it's showing that we wanted to go to the moon and so we built a rocket and went to the moon and these are portrayal of well, they, very, they didn't go to the moon in that movie they didn't go to the but they eventually did but like if that's the, but thing, the movie has nothing shows, to do with going to the moon it shows them going to space that eventually yeah. leads to the moon i'm just saying yeah, but it i just want to get into context this is not about apollo 11 it's not apollo 11 okay you they never reached the moon but that just shows it's so exciting i loved i was actually thinking of these movies that it it takes a famous thing like okay we went into space that was a sentence this is, like, what did it take us to get into space? And movies mm -hmm. like Hidden Figures and and uh, Apollo 13, like, mistakes and and all the people behind the scenes who aren't the Neil, uh, uh, the, um, Neil Armstrongs, or, um, um, you know. Yeah. Is that the right Armstrong? Uh, yeah, Neil Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Neil Armstrong. Um, yeah watch us be wrong but no like uh, that's a three-hour movie of like where did these these brave people come from and they came yeah from... it's, it's neil armstrong okay good um yeah they came from uh test pilots because these test pilots were born out of like the crazy back well south did you did because... you ever read um first man i haven't and honest i actually first do... man is it did remind me a lot of rights like i think it it did a good job of of not being exactly like it, but being similar and like, I don't know. I thought it was very interesting. I thought it was a great, I thought it was a good movie. So I suggest doing, reading, I mean, watching the movie, The Right Stuff, because one, it's a very great film. Two, the cast is amazing. And three, mostly just in this time that we're in, it's just a beautiful example of when, I don't know, just it, it felt, it felt good.
It was a good time. Uh, no, so right, mine, it was my, okay. It wasn't a good okay, time for go all. Ahead. I'm just saying it was an not sorry. It wasn't a good time for all. I'm saying it was an innovative time. Where it was people, an innovative time where people were taking the risks to try to move forward, and I think that's what's happening now is we're seeing things fail, and I think we're hopefully taking steps to go in the right directions. So my movie. Uh, is not a movie. This is actually a show that I Darn recommend. It, no, I specifically did not pick any shows. Oh, you didn't? Okay. No. So this is going to be a real quick sidetrack. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm only going to talk about this for a second. Okay. You, everyone should go see Joe Para talks to you. It's a great show. Um, great, great show. That is true. But I, I, when we do, so this, my movie, my movie, we will have is a TV uh, episode, by the way. Also about isolation. Um, and I always recommend this to people. And funny story about so the the movie's Bronson, um, <laughs> great movie. I've seen that movie twice in my life. I've loved seen it, it twice both, now as well. But I haven't seen it's, it since college. But I love that movie. It's it's such a weird film because funny story. I don't know if I told you about the story. So I used to date this girl named Christine, and um, you remember her, right, Zach? Um, I'm trying to. I think it's one girl who I yes, your first date in college. It was my first official girlfriend. Then in yes, I do know. I, I, I do remember her. It wasn't Rachel. It wasn't the girl I was dating abroad. No, uh, this is the girl. Yes, I know who this it is. Was beforehand, yeah. yes. Anyway, I'm still friends with her. But oh, that's good. we joke about this still today, in which um, she recommended me this movie called Flipped, which is like this this kind of cheesy rom com about like these two middle schoolers and like their two perspectives of them. And it was like this this cute film. Never heard of it. I. I recommend it's it's not bad it's not bad you should watch it um I recommended <laughs> her to watch Bronson <laughs> yeah which is the complete opposite <laughs> of a romantic <laughs> movie <laughs> and uh, she she always brings that up about how like I recommended this so like, it's... horrible so Bronson is about based on this real person named Charles uh, Charles Bronson and uh he was considered uh, the worst prisoner ever because he loved being in prison. And um, he just always got into fight. Like, he loved being in prison because he just got into fights with the guards. And he actually, like, led a prison riot. Um, and he just loved being in prison. Um, and this is Winding Refn. This is the movie, the guy that directed Drive. This is the movie he made before Drive. So I have this Drive jacket that I'm wearing right now. Oh, yeah. And used to be mine. Every time people always, well, I bought it for you. You gave it back to me. It was, it's been a thing. Yeah. Anyways, every time someone points out like, "Oh, I love your jacket," I'm just like, "Great, have you seen Bronson?" <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, you're like a, um, like a Mormon, but for Bronson. Like, excuse me, do you have the time to talk about Bronson? Well, I honestly, I think Drive is a great movie, and I did rewatch that recently, and it really I, does hold up. Drive, Drive was about Bron to be on my list. Bronson, though, is isolation, and it is a very interesting film. But it's like a fun you isolation. Think, you think this guy would be the villain, but he really isn't. It's the system he's in that's kind of the villain. Like, he's just in it. Like he And he, like, explains himself very well. Like, he's just... And it's it's um Tom Hardy at his finest. Um, yeah, this was and... Tom Hardy before people really knew him from... Uh, inception or at least that's what i remember him 
blowing yeah, up. Yeah, or that or Dark Knight Rises. Right. Um and yeah, that's that's my movie. You should watch it. Really, but prepare yourself. Like just prepare yourself for a strange, but it's not like extremely strange. It's not like art house. But it it is a it is a it is a trip. It I is love, definitely I a love, trip, and it's I think is, it's a beautiful trip. I think it's a. I love the ending. I'm not. I don't want to give anything away, but I love the ending. I think I. I think at first I thought I didn't like the ending, but then I watched it again, and whenever he has him like the guy all painted up and whatever, yeah. and he's just like, "All right, I'm done." <laughs> that it's like a funnier version of "There Will Be Blood," where he goes, "I'm it is finished," funny. and he's like, "Yeah, I'm done. All right, get, I'm done." Okay, I don't want to ruin the whole like. The, all right. Yeah. 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 That's another funny. movie. That's another movie where the the drop of a hat of like funny to serious is so well it is so well because he'll he'll be like he'll have you super tense like who he's gonna punch you but then it like he'll open up his hand like very tensefully and like have like a cookie yeah Uh, like that didn't happen but like that's the kind of emotions that are in this there is a scene where someone poops in their hands and rubs it on their face (laughs) i am gonna say that 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 is that is something that happens. <laughs> oh man! And I always like... when people start to be like, I don't know if I like that film. I was like, Yeah, there is a scene where someone shits in their hands and then rubs it oh. on their face. The ending. I guess that's. But get um, past that scene. Yeah. So uh, the All movie, right, an- another movie that I would recommend is uh, the movie Lost in America. Uh, I've starring... never seen it. I don't think I've never seen it. It is a fantastic film. It stars Albert Brooks. And uh, I hate saying like their character and not even their character well, but it's it's Albert Brooks and the woman from Airplane, like the main woman. Uh, she was also in uh, uh, What About Bob? She kind of. I, I know who you're talking about. But uh, it's Albert Brooks and her, and they play a married couple who are very um, kind of at with Julia Haggerty. Yes. Uh, it's about a couple who are very disillusioned about, um, their status. Like, you know, they're, they're like a business guy and like a salesperson and Albert Brooks gets passed up for his position. Uh, and he like flips out. So what he decides mm-hmm. to do with his wife is sell wow, all it's their... it's directed by Albert Brooks. It's did you directed, know that? Yeah, I did. It's directed uh, and written by Albert Brooks. Yes, exactly. But what happens is after he loses it, he realize he's like... Honey, let's just take all our money and buy an RV and just go on the road. Let's just go on the road and, like, for a year or whatever and uh, pick up odd jobs here and there. Like, just live on the road, you know? Like a beautiful scenery, like a paint. It's like, it's like Easy Rider. That's, that's mm-hmm. what he's envisioning, but in, like, an RV. But um, almost, almost immediately they realize that portrait of living free off the land is is made up and one thing goes after the other and it's it's very hilarious and albert brooks is a hilarious i have to say albert brooks still scares me like from the movie drive from drive like he still seems like and it's weird because i first knew about him from finding nemo right which he's he's not very funny the voice i mean but like i in that either when i first saw drive when I first saw Drive, I was like, oh, this is Finding Nemo. Like, I don't think I was that intimidated by him. So but as the movie man. progresses, he is a scary person. But then um, you realize that Albert Brooks comes from, like, nothing but comedy. I mean, another yeah. movie, 
another great movie that I didn't have on here, but anything 80s or 90s, Albert Brooks has, they could do a Criterion Collection on him, which by the way, they already did two of his. Broadcast News is another fantastic movie of love and so here's my next movie because we're running out of time yeah uh so we haven't really gotten <laughs> we'll do a part I, two I have, where we're more we'll serious do on probably this. more parts or yeah. more than that my max my next movie i don't know if i should do this one or the one after do it do the one after i'll oh okay you okay i'll do the one after fine <laughs> um <laughs> my next movie is this movie that was my favorite film for a while for maybe like two or three years uh, um can you think what it is well titanic was your favorite forever no, it's not titanic uh, it's something that was, was like all right <laughs> the okay. fall oh bingo bingo you're right the fall was that was that was also my amazing film oh why that is... more people need to know about that is the because... one of the most underappreciated movies i have ever it, it seen came out in like sometime in the 2000s like late 2000 like 2008 2009 lee um, lee pace lee is the pace, guy who... and it's such an amazing film because first off it's shot in like 26 different countries and it's about this I can't even get into it because I want to give you. The, well, actually, the maybe this is the last. You've done three, right? So this mm, is my third. Uh, Amadeus. Yeah, three. Accidentally. So this is the last four. one then, because um, we have five minutes. Yeah, ish left. Um, but it's one of the greatest films because it's shot in so many beautiful locations, and it's about a. It takes place in like the silent era of uh, of filmmaking, and it's this stunt man, who gets injured and you realize that he his the the leading man of the person don't tell the twist by the way well what's the twist so kind of the reason the whole reason why he's asking the girl to go out to get him stuff man because to me no it's revealed in the commercial it's it's revealed in the trailer okay fine go on so um so he his 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 fiance his lover is is stolen the person the the leading man steals his lover so he's broke like his leg is broken in a trailer and he's completely depressed and he realizes he needs he is really depressed so this little girl comes in who knows no english by the way this actress knows no super english adorable besides the line she is given and like so she is has i don't even know but it's she's reacting so to she comes in mumbling yeah so she comes in and he tells her a story and he says i'm going to continue this story if you go get me painkillers and you start to realize that he is trying to you know kill himself himself by telling but this story is so and the story starts to get so intense and so and it reveals about who he like what this feels like to him yeah and in a way tell you the truth that's a great pick for uh isolation because depression once again kind of on the same thread of like people who you know are geniuses and have nobody else to talk to depression you feel very alone and feel like nobody cares about you and and why go on so depression is like one of the worst isolations yeah and he's isolated he can't move he has to rely on this girl he's basically i mean that's another reason why I, like that movie is so tough is he's telling this beautiful st- story but it's basically like I give you this story little girl 
and you'll help me do what nobody else will do for me, which is kill myself. Yeah. Um, it's such an interesting, and it's, and it's, but watch the movie yeah. for how it watch the movie and it was my movie favorite movie for a while i've had a few like favorite films that what's your have favorite come and film gone. right now are you kind of over that whole favorite no film? i i have a go-to it's still 2001 space odyssey or amadeus those are my two go-to's i say my favorite film in general is 2001 space odyssey but my favorite written film i think 2001 space odyssey though i can't really say because it's it's such a um you need to watch it in theaters to like really enjoy it and Mine, amadeus i don't think you can watch it like on your computer like you you can you don't need to watch it in in, in cinemas mine would probably be raiders of the lost ark though i haven't wow. seen it all the way through recently and i gotta say bad dates these bad dates and then also like the uh this the the cinematographer or the uh the camera shots the way um uh, what's it? Uh, Steven Spielberg does one takes. Mm-hmm. Like you don't really one takes are usually a Martin Scorsese thing. There's a whole video on Martin Scorsese. I mean, Steven Spielberg one takes. Like yeah, he, he every frame of painting I think did such a great such. A All great. right, we're probably running out of time though. Um, All right, you Corona so, heads, um, you Corona. But we'll give you a lot yeah, more to live to watch left next week. Were you about uh, to say we'll give you a lot more to live uh, for next week? <laughs> sure, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. Anyways, we got a lot more to go through, um, so stay tuned. All right, all right. Adios. This is, guess, hey fans, guess what this is? I, I'm cutting this. Ah, uh, that was me rubbing my hands full of sanitizer, and then that's I also nice. uh, was defecating. All right, definitely cutting it off. All right, cool, bye. Rainbow